Hi everyone, I've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into drawdown, rewilding, justice, land and water protection, and WTF. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Okay, so my plan for today is to go through a bunch of headlines fairly quickly. Um, in, in capturing the last two weeks worth of news, there were just so many things. I actually had to delete half of them. There was just so many different um, stories. So I'm going to go through it kind of quickly, not a lot of detail. This is just more of a survey of all the really cool stuff that I found. So we'll start with Drawdown. Um, this first one we reported on a couple months ago. Uh, there's some new movement with it, though, I'm excited about. So InsideClimateNews.org is reporting that Exxon's Houston carbon capture just got massive support from Congress. Using a technology called carbon capture and storage, Exxon said it would collect 50 million metric tons of carbon dioxide annually from industrial smokestacks by 2030 and double that amount by 2040. The company would then compress the gas and deliver it through hundreds of miles of new pipelines to injection wells drilled beneath the Gulf of Mexico where the climate warming gas would remain locked away forever in porous rock. Okay, this Inside Climate News article is not actually supportive of this idea, um, like I'm presenting it here in a positive light. Um, and they have some fantastic criticisms that I recommend you look into. Um, However, I do really value this, and so I think it is really interesting. Okay, our next one is coming from BloombergLaw.com. White House launches, quote-unquote, generational $7 billion hydrogen plan. The Energy Department has opened up applications for $7 billion to establish up to 10 regional hydrogen hubs, part of a broader roadmap that officials described as essential to lowering emissions in industrial sectors such as energy, transportation, steel, and cement. The hub program, established by Congress in the infrastructure bill passed last November, was announced during the Energy Department's Clean Energy Ministerial and Global Clean Energy Action Forum in Pittsburgh, where government officials and industry executives discussed hydrogen's role in meeting climate goals. That that is huge. I think it is generational and could be a huge game changer. The rewilding category. First one here is from LiveScience.com. I don't know how I feel about this next one, but I'm very excited. World's first cloned Arctic wolf is now 100 days old. A Chinese pet cloning company has announced the birth of the world's first cloned Arctic wolf. Which, is carried, which was carried to term by an unlikely surrogate mother, a beagle. What? The cloned, the cloned female wolf pup named Maya and her beagle mother were unveiled to the world in a brief video at a press conference by the Sinogen Biotechnology Company in Beijing, according to Chinese news site Global Times. The video was released 100 days after Maya was born in a laboratory in Beijing, according to Sinogen representatives. Uh, there's all kinds of ethical stuff there, um, but the opportunity to help challenge species is huge. Next one, coming from downtoearth.org.in, so from India. Coexistence, not fortress conservation. Here is why India's cheetah experiment is unique. 
African cheetahs from Namibia arrived in India on September 17th. This is the world's first intercontinental translocation of a carnivore. It is even more unique because this is the first time cheetahs will be reintroduced in an unfenced protected area. Most protected areas in South Africa, home to Africa's largest cheetah population, are fenced by law. But Kuno is not, which would be a first, say experts. I just love everything about that. Uh, CBSnews.com is reporting on the Long Beach's Aquarium of the Pacific releasing endangered frogs back into the wild. Critically endangered mountain yellow-legged frogs who were raised and cared for at Long Beach's Aquarium of the Pacific are being released back into their habitat in the Southern California mountains to help rebuild their populations. After the bobcat fire in 2020 that threatened the cold water streams where the species lives, government wildlife agencies rescued the remaining mountain yellow-legged frogs and tadpoles from these areas and placed them with the local institutions such as the Aquarium of the Pacific and other partner, partner facilities. The aquarium has been caring for and raising around 125 wild tadpoles hatched in April 2020 and about 150 who were hatched in 2021 at the LA Zoo, one of the other facilities in the partnership. Okay, next category of justice. There's some really powerful stuff here. First one is coming out of theguardian.com. Thousands call for climate reparations and justice in global protests. Fridays for Future strikes in about 450 places worldwide demanded rich countries pay for damage from global heating. Thousands of young people have staged a coordinated global climate strike across Asia, Africa, and Europe in a call for a call for reparations for those worst affected by climate breakdown. From New Zealand and Japan to Germany and the Democratic Republic of Congo, activists walked out of schools, universities, and jobs to demand rich countries pay for the damage global heating is inflicting on the poor. From trueviralnews.com, they're uh, commenting on, uh, I think something from the Washington Post. EPA will make racial equality a bigger factor in environmental rules. The Biden administration is trying to correct the disproportionate harm caused by pollution and climate change in communities of color and low-income cities. First black man to run the EPA, Michael Regan, announced the creation of an office at the site of a toxic dump where protesters were arrested 40 years ago. Okay, from patch.com. Congress studies addition of lynching sites to national park system. The U.S. House is considering a bill that would put lynching sites in western Tennessee on track to become part of the National Park Service, part of a trend this year of Congress using the agency to advance discussions of the nation's troubled and often violent racial history. A bill from U.S. Representative Steve Cohen, a Tennessee, Tennessee Democrat, would require the National Park Service to study the feasibility of adding sites in and around Memphis where white mobs committed lynchings for decades from just after the Civil War to the Jim Crow era. This, these are amazing trajectories here. All right, second to last category, land and water protection. USAID announces up to $18.5 million effort to conserve forests in Papua New Guinea. Uh, at the 12th Pacific Island Conference of Leaders in Honolulu, the United States Agency for International Development 
announced a new five-year, up to $18.5 million activity to combat climate change by conserving forests in Papua New Guinea. The New Guinea rainforest is the third largest in the world and a major carbon sink that is critical for global climate goals. Since 2000, PNG has lost 1.65 million hectares of tree cover, resulting in 1.2 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions equal to the emissions from running 16 coal-fired power plants for 20 years. <laughs> wow. Last article in this category from the Department of the Interior.gov. Interior Department announces nearly one, sorry, they, they announced nearly $105 million in funding for wetland conservation. The Department of Interior announced that more than $31 million in grants has been approved by the Migratory Bird Conservation Commission, which will conserve or restore 116,000 acres of wetland and associated upland habitats for waterfowl, shorebirds, and other birds in 18 states. The grants made through the North American Wetlands Conservation Act will be matched by more than $60 million in partner funds. Last category, last article. I don't fully understand this one. It is completely bananas. Therefore, I am calling the category WTF. This is coming from vice.com. China discovers stunning crystal on the moon, nuclear fusion fuel for limitless energy. China has discovered a crystal from the moon made of a previously unknown mineral, while also confirming that the lunar surface contains a key ingredient for nuclear fusion, a potential form of effectively limitless power that harnesses the same forces that fuel the sun and other stars. According to state media, the new lunar samples contain helium-3, a version of the element helium that has long fascinated scientists and science fiction creators because of its potential as a nuclear fusion fuel source. This hypothetical form of power aims to harness energy released by atoms that merge under tremendous pressures such as those in the interiors of stars. Starlight is a ubiquitous product of nuclear fusion, but human-made fusion reactors will still likely take decades to develop, assuming they're feasible at all. However, that is a huge opportunity found by something on the moon. I can't wrap my head around that. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more 